0: Well, welcome, everyone. And today I'm very excited to be talking to Kevin Taibali. Did I get it right, Kevin? Yes, that's right. Hi, uh, Rafael. Right. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to have you. I'm really um, excited about what you're doing. I am coming to your uh, fantastic event. So it's called Change Now. I know you started in 2017. Could you just give a very quick overview of what Change Now is?
1: Sure. We organize uh, at Change Now uh, a yearly summit called the ChangeNow Summit, uh, which is, um, I would say, a kind of cup for businesses. Uh, as most of you would know, uh, the COPs were uh, I've started in in the 90s. Uh, there've been uh, there've been quite a few of them, and one one very uh, I would say important one was the the COP21 in Paris in 2015, which which so which showed you know more than 200 states. Uh, agreeing on, on, on certain goals that we should all have globally on, on climate action. And and the, the reason why we decided to create Change Now was this idea that if we want to deliver on those goals, we need to embark everyone, not just the states, but also the citizens and the professionals. And for that, we wanted to create a, g- a gathering where we would showcase the state of the art of uh, of innovation, of solutions, of ideas, of actions that uh, that are really uh, helping us uh, accelerate this necessary uh, uh, transition to a more sustainable uh, and equitable world. And we wanted to put those, those people carrying those ideas, those actions in the spotlight uh, and bring around them all the stakeholders that have levers of influence of, of uh, capital of expertise of visibility so that those ideas those solutions can scale because it's uh, the question was really not about do we have solutions or not because the, the answer is we have the solutions to uh, to reach our goals the question was how do we make those solutions scale and, and reach, uh, uh, reach a certain level of maturity and, and that, that was the idea behind Change Now which was to, to gather all those change makers uh, every year in, um, we chose Paris and I'm very happy to explain why after and then around them all people you know decision makers from the economic scientific uh ngo institutional uh, political worlds and so that there is a multi-secular collaboration happening and and uh, and we get uh, we get a lot of uh, concrete uh, partnerships and, uh, and and outcomes uh, at the end of it. And uh, we started in 2017 with uh, a little bit less than 2,000 people. And then it grew very fast. Um, in 2020, at uh, the third edition, just before the COVID crisis hit, there were more than 30,000 people coming uh, from mm-hmm. 120 uh, countries. And now we're preparing the sixth edition, uh, which will be uh, this month of May, from the 25th to the 27th of May uh, in Paris. And yeah, I think it's going to be more than uh, 40,000 people on site. A lot of people following us. Uh, 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 remotely as well, but uh, it's uh, it's a very exciting uh, space to be in at the moment because we see we've we've witnessed it the acceleration around the topic of impact, um, and I think the, the the growth of change now is a uh, you know kind of reflects it because when mm-hmm. we started tw- five years ago speaking about impact was uh, there was a lot of doors to be opened, and now it's I think aw- awareness is uh, is there now. It's more a question of how do we uh, how do we move. From awareness to action, and I think that's 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 what we're focusing on at the moment.
0: And that's the bit I love about what you're doing. Really, is because there's sort of oodles now of uh, climate, if you want to call it that, or impact events or events with, you know, all these kind of themes, but often they are not necessarily solution focused and and it tends to be the corporations that have the biggest budgets that, that get to kind of command the conversation and the discussions. I'm curious, first of all, tell me a bit about your background and how you came to decide that you were going to start this, because uh, 2,000 people is still a decent size event in my view, so how did you have the confidence to do that? You, you, are you, did you have an event background not at all i mean it's
1: it's funny because the ambition behind it was
0: uh was it's really about
1: how do we create a new kind of uh business mindset uh in the world where business is not just part of the problem it becomes part of the solution and the question was how do we how do you create a cultural shift so that in the future all all the people involved you know all the professionals and all the citizens realize that this is not just a niche topic. It's it, it needs to become mainstream. It needs to become the the one focus of of every everyone. And uh, so that was the, I mean the ambition was very big. And it was the question. I mean for us it was not just about doing an event. It was the question was how do we change. The mindsets how do we make sure that when we talk about the environment people get excited about it because in the Mm -hmm. past you know people have been have been talking about uh, environmental issues for the past 30 40 50 years and most of the time it was seen as something not so exciting. Pretty much, you know, a lot of constraints, and, and when you add constraints into people's lives, people tend to uh, push back, and um, they were talking with fear, talking and and using guilt as a as a as a mechanism. And point for us was, you know, I think if we want to tackle those, if we want to make those those topics more mainstream, we need to change the narrative around it, and we need to to tell the story of change in a more exciting way. So for us, I mean, we didn't have a background in events, and events kind of the idea of doing a. a very big event was the the end product at the at the end of it, but the vision was the question that we were trying to answer was how do we make this this topic more mainstream and understand uh, that across the globe, and a question that every, everybody wants to be asking themselves. I, I personally uh, came from a background of, of you know working in a business world uh, as a consultant uh, for quite a few years, and uh, and I navig- navigated from the business culture to the philanthropic culture because I, I worked in consulting, I also worked in, the, uh, I got involved in the NGO space uh, in India for a few a few years, I spent a lot of time trying to fundraise for a, a few NGOs. NGOs uh, and um, and I also worked in the tech space and basically every time my experiences were I would say fruitful in a way but uh, very frustrating in in, in on, the, on on certain um, parts as well. When I worked in the business environment, I felt that it was a very dry space to be in because I liked a sense of purpose at the end of it. And when I worked in the NGO space, I felt that um, we lacked means. It was very difficult to uh, pay the bills for for people and 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 also for myself and. Uh, I, I felt that it's, uh, it was a space that also lacked a little bit of professionalism and that I had a lot to learn from the business environment but <laughs> the big question was for me why do we, if I get in a position where I, I feel I have a sense of purpose but I don't have the means to, uh, to re- realize my, my ambitions, when I work in the business environment I, I feel that I, I, I am feeding my, uh, my need for comfort but uh, I'm not, <laughs> not fe- feeling my need for purpose, why do we have why do we have to choose between the two? Why can't we have the two? So I I decided to. Um to do an MBA at in 2014 with this big question in mind, uh, how, how do we make, make the two converge together? And that's when I started getting interested by the some movements like the B Corp movement and, uh, and the stewardship-led companies and basically all those alternative ways of running businesses uh, that would basically go from a place where businesses are, 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 are led by shareholders to a place where it's we talk more about stakeholders over, overall, and we we share the value between uh, all stakeholders, employees, uh, uh, citizens, uh, partners, uh, and, and not just uh, uh, a limited number of, of shareholders. And uh, so we've seen in 2014, 2015, I noticed that uh, there was kind of a new new alternative you know, ways of running businesses that were uh, coming up and like the Bikov movement and, and, and quite a few other uh, movements that, that were getting a little bit of traction, but it was still very, very niche. And my that's when I started thinking that, you know, I think this is probably going to become this is probably the, the the way of the future, and we need to understand how do we make those those, those movements go from a niche space to a to a more mainstream position. And that's when I realized that there was actually a way to make the two converge. The fact of having a business that is not just creating problems in society, but actually that you can actually use business to solve issues, and and that's when I realized that. The, actually, the, the philanthropic world and the, and the business world can act, could actually converge together, and that that around this notion of you know business uh, mission-driven dr- businesses or or uh, impact businesses or social entrepreneurship. That's when I, I decided to to uh, to get more interested in in this space, and and change now came as a solution for me to to make those movements and to make this uh, impact uh, entrepreneurship impact business
0: uh, space become more uh, more uh, more mainstream than it was at, at the time so so when you were looking at this did did you were you always thinking like physical in person events or were you thinking oh what we need is like an education platform or like where was your head going how did you arrive at, at the event as as your medium
1: the event was the f- i think it's kind of the first step mm-hmm. <laughs> because we noticed that uh, if you look at uh, at other ecosystems uh, like the tech ecosystem for instance you it has a very uh, identified globally epicenter which is the silicon valley and which concentrates a lot of uh, capital a lot of uh, resources a lot of talents and and from there it actually radiates globally and it influences the rest of the world and for us the question was if we want to start a new kind of impact revolution where do we start it from and and how can we can we uh, if if the there is no, not a clear place that uh, people have in mind. How can we kind of you know, contribute to creating a, a place that people associated, associated with uh, impact? And uh, at the time, I think Western Europe was, uh, was a good place to to start uh, to, to talk about impact because there was already, we saw that in Western Europe, there was already a lot of impact entrepreneurs doing a lot of great things uh, in, in, in France, in, in the Netherlands, in the Nordic countries, in the UK. Those were the more mature market when it came to impact. The, the, the problem was that there was not a, a solid ecosystem that could connect them with capital, with uh, with media. They were all a little bit isolated. So the, the point of the, of the summit was to answer this first uh, pain point, which was there, there are a lot of people doing great things. What they need at the moment is an ecosystem to help them scale. In the same way that you could see very large events uh, in the in the tech space, you know, such as uh, the C- the CS Las Vegas 45, 45, that started fifty years ago, um, the Web Summit in Europe or uh, slash or we felt that there was a need to create a new. Big platform around impact that would gather all those uh, change makers and that would help them get uh, the visibility that they needed uh, to bring more visibility to the to this uh, ecosystem. And uh, so that's 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 how the idea of creating a, a very large platform came. But that's not I would say that's not the that's not the end goal the end goal is not to get people to, to gather every year uh, in in a venue the, the the end goal is really how do we influence systems how do we change systems so that we we kind of reboot capitalism in the way it is built today uh, because it's it is built in a in a, in a 20 20th, 20th century manner uh which mm-hmm. is basically uh today we live in in a system that is is disconnected from the reality that we have planetary boundaries there is a limited amount of resources that we can use if you take gdp a hundred percent of gdp is basically depending on our natural resources and the problem is today capitalism is built on the idea that we have an unlimited amount of resources to use which is not true so we need to find a way to reboot capitalism so that it fits within our nine planetary boundaries, and and that's and and that that's where the 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 impact space comes in. The impact space, what it what it tells people is that we we need to invest in systems that are gonna help us help our societies consume less and two planets every year that are gonna uh, help us, uh, you know, uh, uh, have uh, put less pressure on the on the on the loss of biodiversity, and obviously uh, limits. Climate change, uh, the climate change pro- problem, and that—that's what the uh, impact investing space is for. It's to basically try to move capital in this direction so that you know, in the future, we run societies in a more responsible manner and in a with a, we in a in a way that that really fits the reality of the resources that we can use today at a global scale. The end goal for change now—it's—it's it's beyond this idea of of a, a gathering. It's mm-hmm. it's to influence. It's to shake the systems. And the summit is the visible part of the iceberg. But what we're doing throughout mm-hmm. the year is to influence and to influence laws, influence the decision from uh, from large companies as well. To to show best practices. To show what should be done uh, at a corporate level, at mm-hmm. a, in an investment uh, space, in the government government uh, world as well. So that we actually m- make it. You know. We succeed in changing the the system uh,
0: uh, at a global
1: uh, at a global
0: level. That's a huge mission. I think a valuable one, and one, one certainly that I'm passionate about driving forward. And and the reason why we you know love hearing from entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, really, because it it just just shows the art of the possible i think that's the economic stuff you're talking about with the donut economics if you like um kate rayworth yeah. who i believe is um gracing your your um your event this year um yeah. is uh was a big inspiration i think and a big wake up call for a, for a lot of people just picking that book up at the airport or whatever and, and digesting that and then actually ha- having a moment to pause and say yeah hold on um, infinite growth on a finite planet that that's a very um, obvious equation that we we're, we're really getting wrong. But change, I mean, change is something that people resist often that is very yeah. scary. You called it change now, because obviously, we need urgency, and we need to see change. How how, how has your approach been on this? And and I know you're very solution focused, you're, you're about helping people understand, you know, the kind of solutions that are out there, you mentioned that the, the solutions exist. But I think a lot of incumbent, large, big, corporations and companies um they're trying or they're they to various degrees we could uh, analyze i guess different industries but how are they receiving this are they participants as part of this show um the the, the yeah. event that you run i mean i'm curious as to how you can achieve your bigger plan is is there um you know, it, it takes a lot of actors, basically, in the, in the ecosystem, to to come together to enable some of this. I guess.
1: I think. I think. I mean, the first thing I I want to say. I want to. You mentioned Kate Ravis, which is a uh, indeed uh, an economist that uh, that is the author of uh, of what we call the economic system that uh, I really encourage you to read. But basically, uh, what a very important moment uh, for me at Change Now was uh, when we um, when we interviewed. Johan Rockstrom, who is the father of the the concept of the planetary boundaries uh, mm. from the post Institute. And uh, we interviewed him. He did the closing of the 2021 Change Now uh, Summit. And uh, we asked him, uh, uh, you know, this question. We, we The last question we, ask, we asked him was, Johan, you know, given the urgency of the situation and the complexity of the situation we are in, because when, when you look at uh, the climate change, the loss of barriers, diversity, The overuse of resources that we have right now in our systems. Do you really think that capitalism is the right model? It's a very big question to ask. <laughs> and 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 his answer was well, obviously not. It's not it's not the right model. But this is the system that we are we are that we have. This is those are the cars that we were dealt with, and we need to deal with it. We need to. We don't have time to change the system at the moment. The, the only thing we can do is to adapt this, this system. So that it fits our planetary boundaries, and I think it was a very important answer that he gave me because this was really a, a, a real question that I was asking myself: was that do we need to to change the system? Do we need to do a revolution? <laughs> and and I think his answer was kind of it, it, it cut it from for me. I was like, yes, I mean, I agree. We we need to find ways to uh, to adapt our system, and and the way. So coming back to you to you to your question is. I don't think actually that uh, Joanne Rockstrom knows how to do that, you know, it's, it's, mm. uh, and I don't think any, any, any single person knows exactly how to do it, but I think that's my conviction. All of us have a part of the solution, and collectively we can do it if we connect the right people together and we make them understand the the, the depth of the, the situation the situation we are, are are in, so that they can use their influence mm-hmm. and their, their, their the the decision making power to change the system at the at the you know at the level where where they can influence it. And I think it's a it's a question of connecting and 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 doing this at at. Um, at a large scale. So change, I think it comes from, mostly from emotions. And, uh, you know, I think a lot, most of the decisions that we take in our uh, lives are not rationally led, they are emotionally led. And, uh, you know, if you take, CEOs, for example, from large mm-hmm. companies, most of the time when they decide to become activists mm-hmm. or they decide to take courageous, difficult decisions on, on a topic uh, related to sustainability or they decide to confront their, bo- their board on, on a topic mm-hmm. like this one, it's never because they have read an IPCC report. It's never, because they're, <laughs> it's never because their CSR heads told them that they should do that. It's always because most of the time it's because their children are calling them out on inaction. Mm. So it really comes from a place where you know you need to move people with 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 their right uh, their their right uh, minds. It's it's really a lot. It's it's all about emotion. You asked me the question: How do we change people? I think we try to play on this on the emotions. And when when people come and change now, they live it. They live different uh, because we are playing with this mix of you know this sense of urgency. They realize that. The, we need to to do something now we're also adding an element of hope because that's that's where the the fact that we're connecting them with concrete solutions with the fact that the, all the people they are surrounded with at the summit are amazing people doing incredible things so mm-hmm. you feel like you get the energy from them and you're like oh my god i i also want to be part of this you know i, I can't mm-hmm. I, I cannot not be involved when i when i uh, see all those people around me doing these things and the element as well of you know what we call FOMO, <laughs> uh, which is them understanding that if actually they don't they don't take part in this well they're going to miss out they're going to be left on the bench it's a huge opportunity as well to differentiate yourself as a company as well or in, in as an investor or it's also a great way to differentiate yourself and to recruit talents because right today talents they want meaning in their in their in their careers and their rights they are right to do that you can you can attract more suppliers more partners you can uh, get more if you look at what's happening in the esg space uh, you can also get more ca- access to capital at uh, at at uh, uh, more interesting race uh, so there's a lot of opportunities as well to get to involved in this space so it's really this mix of urgency hope and FOMO that that really gets every single individual that that attends the summit want to go to the next stage and want to be a, a concrete uh, actor of this uh, transformation and when you multiply this uh, individual drive by 50 you know, 50 collaborators of a company or, or 100 or or 200 or hundreds of people from a, a same region or city, that's when you you start getting collective momentum. Mm-hmm. And that's when it starts to be interesting because we're that. That's when shifts happen within a company or within a within a, a city or a, a, you know it's when you get enough traction uh, collectively so that you can start uh, getting, um, uh, getting a getting a move a movement that will influence the rest of the si- the rest of the system. There's a lot of studies that show that if you want to change a system, you basically need 10% of the of the population or mm-hmm. of the organism to be convinced. And if 10% of this population or this organism uh, is pushing then they have the they have the right numbers to start influencing the
0: rest of the group and and make it shift overall. So that's that's the kind of you know rationale that we have. So tell me for the first event in twenty seventeen. Um, obviously that took some planning. So can you just share a little bit? We all have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen. Like uh, and uh, you already mentioned you weren't really from an events background. Can you just give a quick kind of idea how you how you went from the concept of the summit to maybe you know executing. The time frame and uh, that you you did and and what any kind of learnings or key things the the you know <laughs> challenges or successes that you uh, that you had on that on that. obviously it was a success this is a happy story because um, it's growing um, ex- almost well yeah it's an exponential curve probably so uh, please share some of that because I think it's really interesting for people to understand the the art of the possible because you're, you've taken something from your brain and then um, put it into existence so uh, that's the whole concept of, of what you're trying to drive as well with other organizations Organizations.
1: Yeah, I think um, the fact that we're not from a, an events background, I think, kind of helped us because we we didn't we were not scared of uh, reinventing the way we do uh, events. The first thing that we we saw was that. Um, even though there were quite a few conferences on, on, on climate topics on sustainability overall, they were very niche or they were very expensive or they were uh, catering to uh, experts. what we came with was this idea of adding scale, adding adding um, playing on the on this notion of uh, you know how, how do we make it more desirable you know the, the point of you know making people want to be part of this uh, journey, playing with desire, was very, very important to us. So uh, uh, the tone, the the fact that uh, everyone is welcome. Uh, we are not here to judge. We're not here to uh, finger point. We're here to say that everyone is involved in this space. Everyone has a role to play and, and uh, that together we can achieve great things so we we played a lot of this on this idea of uh, being a place that is uh, welcoming uh, for everyone and that uh, that is inspiring so a few elements were key uh the obviously i think you mentioned the, the name change now i think it's a it's a it's a powerful name because it's a it's a it's a call to action it's a call that uh, you know when you when you talk about change now you talk about you yourself what you can do at your own uh, level, but it's also a call for collective action, and and, and it's it's a call you can't re- refuse. And uh, I think that's uh, that's one element that is that was key for us was to um, to get people to want to uh, to be uh, to be part of this uh, needed change and and see that it was actually a, a very ins- exciting uh, topic and, and space to be involved in. And then besides, I would say the content or or the the name. I think the the, the way we did we did the, the the event, the people that we gathered, the way we choose our partners is uh, I think we try to innovate with. That that with the way we we produce the event we try to be as innovative we try to be also very pushy we are doing it in a, in a very eco-friendly manner pushing our partners to be also more uh, exemplary you know we're the first mm-hmm. event that uh, does, uh imposed to all its sponsors you know we we have a sponsor uh, model obviously but uh, starting from next year it won't be possible for any company to be a sponsor of change now if they are not, you know, if they are not uh, what we call SBT 1.5 certified, which means Mm -hmm. that uh, if their decarbonation strategy is not validated by a third party uh, called the Science-Based Target Initiative. Basically, the the point of of doing this was to say, (laughs) we want the companies that are building the summit with us to be credible. And to be credible, they need to be, (laughs) you know, they need to show that they are also themselves Committed to reducing their own uh, externalities, and uh, yeah. so it's it's a big is really, we are co- here we touching the point of credibility and uh, and uh, making sure that the topics that we're covering the at the summit everything is coherent with the way the way we're running the business and the way we are you know uh, also the people that we're putting on stage so we are uh, we're very cautious about you know companies using our platform to to greenwash that's uh, that's one thing that uh, we are we put a lot of energy on, on avoiding we uh, the way the event is produced as well you know we you know the way we serve the, the food that we choose the the production choices, the, every single choice is 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 coherent with the messages that we are uh, carrying at the summit, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I think the people enjoy being part of the summit is that it looks like everything has been uh, thought through in a in a coherent coherent manner. And, uh, I think that's, yeah, that that's one of the reason why people, uh, decided to come and to come back
0: as well. So do you have a lot of repeat, uh, attendees? I think the, the thing about events is very easy. There's, there's many, obviously in the calendar year, it's very easy to go exchange some business cards and then, um, make some new connections, but not really, uh, change. Can you like maybe give, uh, some idea of what you expect, uh, if you, if you attend, um, change now as a, as a visitor or as a startup or, or, or investor, what, what would, uh, what should you expect to see and do?
1: I think uh, we wouldn't be growing so quickly if people were not coming back. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they they do come back. What's interesting is that you know the people coming are coming from uh, 120 plus countries, and uh, and the crowd that you that you see every year at, at the summit is is becoming more and more. I would say uh, it's it's really not a crowd just. Composed of, of experts on environmental or social issues, you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. what we're really trying to address is the the fact that we're also going to talk to um, to uh, people that have very little amount of knowledge, and 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 we we would interest them, we would engage with them, and uh, we would make them want to do more. So the people that you would see at church now are not the typical people that you would see in other accessibility conferences because they are not the I would say they are not the uh, the usual suspects and that's 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 interesting because you um, every year you come back because you you're gonna you're gonna meet new people and uh, that's one of the reasons but also I think that the experience that I mentioned that you know we we play a lot on the experiential part of the of the summit playing with, you know, art platforms, uh, the, the way certain events are organized so that you, you meet people in a very uh, uh, friendly manner. And we really want people to to have an experience that is unique and that they remember. And that usually what people tell us is that, uh, you know, uh, you know out of the many events that they're attending during the year, the one that uh, that stands out is the moment that they had a change now because they felt super inspired. They felt that they've made so many uh, valuable connections and they got a kind of, you know, energy uh, fixed they got you know mm-hmm. it, we want we want to position it as a bubble that gives you a lot of courage energy for the rest of the year so that you you use that energy to convincing people to be involved in the space and we're got a place that that loads the battery I would say of of participants so that they have all the stamina and all the courage that they need to face those uh you know the, to to become also planetary uh, stewards uh, the rest of the year and uh, and I think that's usually what people tell us is uh, the moment that they that they that they, they experienced uh, at Change now is 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 you know a moment that they really re- remember and that makes them want to come back
0: well um really excited because i'm i'm going to be coming this year so uh, i will be able to report on honest feedback on whether i'm a changed man when <laughs> by, yeah. by the time i leave but obviously uh, i mean i'd love for this to be a bit more on my doorstep I, it's lucky that i can make it work um do you plan to go bigger like uh, how do you it's kind of more you're not trying to create a summit really more like a movement so i'm just wondering where do you go from here you're you're very you know huge now in terms of um uh, for a kind of climate event. But where do you take this? And and what's next for for change now uh, without giving away any uh, trade secrets? I think whatever we do, uh, it will be a success if
1: the summit uh, keeps uh, having a a lot of concrete impacts in terms of, you know, uh, outcomes for entrepreneurs, uh, for activists, for NGOs that are coming and and being showcased at the summit. So whatever we do, it's only going to work if we bring value to those uh, to those people that are coming and, and that are being highlighted at the summit. So uh, for us, obviously, the strategy the strategy is still to uh, to make the event more and more influential every year uh, with more and more decision makers uh, so it, it's not just a question of quantity uh, and how many people come but it's also a question of quality and, and uh, how many uh, people with uh, levels of influence come and attend and, and get uh, and shift through uh, and, and with, with the summit so that's one big equation for us that we try to solve and then having said that it's also how do we uh, how do we influence as well systems throughout the year so this may take the form of Other events happening in other geographies. So we're working on that at the moment. Can't tell you more at this stage. But there, there, there are some projects uh, for us of uh, creating other platforms in other regions of the world on certain uh, topics. But it will, it will always. We will always uh, build those platforms with this question in mind. You know, what is the, what is the problem that we're trying to tackle, and and how is this platform going to help solving it? There is a question of influence as well. So you know, in the past, we've done things that that are not event related. For example, if you take the example of education, we looked at what's happening in the education space and the fact that if we want to shift systems, we also need to train the future generations of professionals to to be ready to tackle those environmental and social issues. And the problem is that right now in the educative system, they are not really trained to do that, and uh, and not not well enough. One of the ways to uh, influence the system to shift is to play on the attractivity of the the schools. Basically, if you look at the way schools today, uh, you know, business schools, engineering schools, uh, and and uh, all kinds of schools today are ranked because obviously when they always look at, uh, at the rankings so that they can attract more and more talents uh, in their schools. The rankings systems are based out of very very 20th century kind of models where you look at uh, the average salary at the end of the, of the course column, the reputation of the school, and, 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 and many criteria that uh, uh, we believe are not really connected with the, the sustainability goals that we, that we have. We decided to, to have a little bit uh, of influence on the system to launch a new ranking of the best uh, business schools, of the best uh, engineering schools, of the you know best uh, I would say uh, uh, postgraduate schools in France, we started in France as a beta as a beta uh, as a beta market, and this ranking would be only. Uh, analyzing the the performance of the schools on on those topics so basically how much investment r&d is done by the school on those on those topics how many courses are displayed on those topics uh how eco uh, eco responsible is the the campus how much you know how are engaged how committed is the student life and so basically a, a mix of 50 criteria that we uh, use to rank the schools on those topics and we uh, we published it in, uh, in, uh, in a in in the French uh, business uh, uh, media, which is uh, called Les Echos. It's the French Financial Times, and it made a lot of noise because it was the first <laughs> time that the it was the first time that HTC and Polytechnique were not uh, ranked first. So they, they so basically, it's uh, it it made a, a a lot of noise, and yeah. and, and, and now you know, s- three years later, we, uh, yeah. we we're preparing the third the third version of this. Uh, wow. This uh, ranking, and oh, I love after, it. after having had a, a lot of uh, backlash from the schools, yeah. now they're all, you know, they're all, they're all, uh, uh, you know, they when they're all filling the question that we send them. They are very yeah. engaged, and they are very, yeah. uh, you know, we, we we see that we've had an impact because they, it has become a very uh, a very important ranking for all the schools. And we also yes. influenced the other rankings to review the way they were ranking schools. And, oh, I love it. And um, so that's, that's the kind of thing that we are, we're doing. And uh, so we've done that in the education system. I'm also working on something in the sports ecosystem mm-hmm. that we will be announcing soon because sport is a, also a very influential space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 1 billion people are in the world had a look at the last uh, uh, football World Cup, right. and I think there's a lot, lot of things that could be said about this event. So we are also preparing something in that space. Oh, so yeah. and then and then, yeah, also in the investment space, you know, um, there's a lot to to be done to attract more and more capital. And uh, one one event that that have been uh, that we've been building in the in the past few years that has been also getting a lot lot, lot of traction is how do we connect more and more investors with impact funds? So. Um, mm-hmm. We, uh, we started uh, organizing a, what we call Funds for Change, which is a, uh, an event that is mm-hmm. uh, uh, showcasing the best impact funds. Uh, I mean, I would say the most innovative impact funds mm-hmm. in the world. And we try to connect them with all investors that can also help them, that can uh, that can invest in their funds. So uh, a lot of what we call LPs, so limited partners, so of yep. funds, fund, corporate funds, uh, angels, philanthropic stakeholders that are not usually investing in this space, but we we managed to basically bring them and connect them with this uh, these uh, impact funds and uh, and this event uh you know today it's, uh, it's 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 a very successful one we had more than uh, uh, 75 applications from 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 50 plus countries last year uh, this year to uh, to be uh, um, uh for from impact funds that wanted to uh, showcase and and pitch their funds to those uh, uh, lps and um we we see that we bring that's that's also one way for us to bring value in this uh, mm-hmm. uh, ecosystem. Because we need to attract more and more capital, you know, in the, uh, impact space, and uh, and when you look at pension funds, for example, today it, it, we still they still allocate less than five percent of their of their capital to um, impact related topics, and and usually they they only look at the very mature cli- climate tech uh, climate technologies. Yeah, but um, what we need at the moment is also to uh, to push them to invest on other topics like ecosystem restorations, uh, education, and other topics that are you know. That are also working on on at the on systems change, which is basically mm-hmm. addre- addressing our problems at at the, at the root cause. And... Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's that's I think one of the also systems that we're trying to uh, uh, to be involved in is uh, how to bring more and more investors, traditional investors, to uh, to be involved in the space. Usually, the first step for them is to invest, invest in, uh, in mature climate uh, technologies. But usually, the second or third stage for them is to to also start allocating some small part of their portfolios to uh, to uh, to other topics related to. Uh, Biodiversity, nature-based solutions, uh, social issues, and, and and so that's the strategy for us as well.
0: That's comprehensive. I, I love the example with the um, rating the academic uh, institutions based on their how they're moving in environmental terms because you change they're so I think geared for um, how to how to do well in in the different reports and the different ways that the that the, that they're ranked. That as soon as you have a different report that kind of changes the rules or changes the game and is also in an area where lots of talent. Is pouring in and wanting to develop skills. Uh, I think it, it's a. It, it just shows you how quickly uh, something can have an impact, and that's what what we need. Including, as you mentioned, in the finance system, which is you know, if you take all the number ones uh, in in big business, they're number ones based on a economic model or principle that doesn't really value the underlying natural capital that they're they're using. And and I think there's a you know number of things moving in those directions um that are gonna change that and um that that's super exciting time so look i could really talk with you sorry uh kevin for a lot longer but i i, I will bring it to a close i'm gonna make sure in the show notes um that we uh ensure that we have your uh change now uh, link etc for people <laughs> listening who would like to um Think about joining. Um, feel free to DM me if you're if you're going to be going. Uh, it's May twenty fifth through to the twenty seventh. It's in Paris in a beautiful building, the Grand Palais Ephemer, If I say that correctly, yeah. um, I'm very excited and I look forward to talking more. Thank you for joining us today on the show. And thank you. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to to get time with you. Vive la Revolution. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it moving. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. Thank you, afan Thank you.